welcome to a special bonus episode of Viking Story, a podcast dedicated to Viking themes that also correspond to a novel that I've written, which is set in the Viking Age. My name is Alan Laycock Fuchs, and as the title of this episode suggests, we have some news. Uh, so the first bit of news, uh, the story that I want to start with, is that I have a new podcast called TFC Story. Uh, with my co-host Lawrence Labibi. So if you're interested in learning about another one of my passions, which is soccer or football to a lot of Europeans, then uh, just search TFC Story on all of your devices and you should find it. This podcast is still my main passion, however, and I think it'll always be the focus. But yeah, I do have this side project going on if you're interested. Also, as it concerns this podcast... My last episode, entitled Breaking News, uh, was my most downloaded episode of all time so far. So I know not everybody who listens to the podcast responds or, or interacts with me. I know that's normal, actually. So a lot of the time I can gauge interest in my episodes based on yeah how many downloads they get. And Breaking News received quite a lot. I don't know if that's because it was called Breaking News. Maybe that sounds exciting. I don't know. I don't know if it was just because it was the last episode that I've released and every episode seems to build on itself and more and more people listen. So just the most recent episode naturally has the most uh, listeners. But whatever the case, I, I wanted to do another news episode. Not breaking news uh, per se. It's actually pretty hard to find relevant contemporary news. Uh, when it concerns the Viking Age. Uh, basically, I'm limited to academic discoveries, such as that which I shared in the last episode. But I was trying to think of other, you know, relevant contemporary stories that I could tie into. And I thought of the new Viking uh, series on Netflix called Vikings Valhalla. So this is sort of a, a continuation of a series that started on the History Channel, and uh, now, it's, now it's set on Netflix. I've only seen one episode so far, but you can binge the entire season if you want to. It's already available. But what's interesting about this series is that it's set during the same time as my novel, which means that a lot of the characters that are present in my novel are also present in this Netflix series. So I thought it would be apropos to just talk about some of the main characters that were introduced at least in, in episode one because they are episodes or they are characters sorry that I've also incorporated into my novel so one of the first characters we meet is Leif Erikson this is a name that's probably familiar to a lot of you a lot of you listeners probably have at least heard of Leif Erikson and perhaps some of you even know a little bit more about him basically he's described in the sagas as you know striking appearance Strong, good-looking, like a perfect role model, tempered in his behavior. If he really was like that in real life, he'd almost be like the perfect specimen of a person that you would probably dislike just because he's so perfect. He's also called Leaf the Lucky because he rescues some uh, people who were shipwrecked. So he's got all the good qualities that, that you could think of. He's... Uh, He's kind of the leader that my character in my novel, Bloodsword, probably wishes he could be, but isn't. He really is the, the perfect Viking. But there are, of course, varying accounts of Leif Erikson. Some sources are more reliable than others. As always, I encourage you to go back to Season 1, Episode 4, if you want to learn more about Vinland and Leif Erikson and some of the, the background sagas and, and sources that we have for this time period. But... In my novel, I try to go with the more reliable sources. So some 
Some accounts say that Leif Erikson discovered Vinland and, and North America. I don't go with that interpretation. I go with a person by the name of Bjarni, who is credited also as being the first European discoverer of North America. Um, but that doesn't mean that Leif Erikson has a, a, a hugely diminished role. Actually, he's quite important to the exploration of North America. So he's credited with actually setting up establishments in the New World, not really settlements, but sort of outposts that you can use as base camps for further exploration. These places are set up under his name. They are claimed by him, obviously. They are his buildings, his settlements, but he loans them out, but he sort of from a distance still controls everything that goes on uh, in North America, So, or at least from the, the Viking perspective. Um, so in my novel as well, uh, I, I kind of follow this route. So he's he's no he's no less important, really. He's still uh, an incredibly important character in my my story and in the story of the discovery of uh, the European discovery of North America. And I follow the descriptions as well that he's you know a good looking guy and you know fine character, fine human being, and that's how I sort of portray him in my novel as well, which seems to be the route that they're also taking in this Netflix series. Another character that is introduced in season one of the Vikings Valhalla Netflix series is the character of Freydis. Now, Freydis is Leif's sister. We know that. She is less favorably described in the sagas, let's put it that way. Although, it's the less reliable sources that tend to describe her most negatively. However, those are also the sources where we have the most description of her. So in the more reliable sources, there's not so much of a description of her, but I suppose she is kind of described more in more favorable terms. In the Netflix series, she comes across as a very sympathetic character. And what's interesting to me is that in most of the accounts, as I said, and also in most of the interpretations, so I've read some other historical fiction, and uh, sympathetic is not an adjective that's usually attributed to Freydis. A lot of things are attributed to her, but that's not one of them. Also, the character on Netflix is very womanly, and again, that's not something usually associated with Freydis. Poor Freydis, she gets the bad reputation. Often <laughs> she's described as having sort of a a slight mustache and she's kind of given these manly characteristics and she's very boorish and um, evil in a lot of accounts actually. So in my novel also she's not portrayed in any good light. I sort of follow the popular version there even though the more credible versions don't give such information but they don't give really any information. But what's interesting is, yeah, the Netflix series, she's going to be portrayed in a completely different way than what I'm used to. And I'm interested to see how that pans out, basically, because uh, why not? It, it could be that she actually was more sympathetic than time has credited her for. Another character, and probably the last one I'm going to talk about in this bonus episode, is the character of Olaf Tryggvason. In my novel, I call him usually King Olaf. But yeah, he's got an in interesting backstory. It's a real true rags-to-riches story, where he was, as a child sold into slavery and eventually worked his way out of slavery to become our, the king of Norway. So it's he's a, he's a character that you want to get on board with and that you want to like, but unfortunately his legacy is tainted because his goal was to rule over a Christianized Norway, and he wanted everyone to be Christian. And there's a very fine line, but an important line to draw. When you're in a position of power... 
and you can influence people to convert to Christianity. That's one thing. But Olaf takes it a little bit too far to the point where he converts people through threat of torture, execution. He, he goes that step beyond where he turns people against him, basically. Uh, so his legacy is not as good as perhaps it should have been. And in my novel as well, he's seen as an antagonist. Um, and the actor who plays Olaf in the Netflix series, I have to give him credit because he does all the right things. He smiles, you know, he's, he looks very regal, but there's just something about him that rubs you the wrong way. And I think the actor portrays that perfectly. And that's how I would best sum up uh, King Olaf is that he uh, has the appearance of somebody who's, who should be popular and who should be loved and well-respected. And yet he's not because he has this character flaw, or however you want to put it. So those are the three characters to pay attention to. And yeah, I encourage you guys to check out Vikings Valhalla on Netflix. Um, tell me what you think. As I say, I haven't seen anything more than just the first episode so far, but I'm interested to see how it plays out and to see if these characters play out the way that they play out in my novel, for example. And it's particularly interesting for me because, as I said, this uh, series is set at the same time period as my novel, and it also takes place in many of the same locations as my novel. So, of course, many of the same characters are going to appear both in the Netflix series as well as in my novel, and I'm just curious to see how the Netflix uh, series interprets everything. So, as always, rate, review, subscribe. If you're a fan, if you're an agent, if you're a publisher, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at vikingstoryfaq at outlook.com. Obviously, check out TFC Story if you want to, but otherwise, just stay, stay subscribed uh, right here to get the latest episodes as soon as they drop. And thanks for listening, and cue Thor's Thunder.